Welcome to Eden Speaks. Our prayer for this podcast is that this can be a place of openness, grace, honesty, and connection with our sisters in Christ and any brothers out there who are tuning in. While this podcast is in connection to our women's ministry at Living Word in Oak Harbor, Washington, we welcome everyone that is looking for real Christ-centered conversations. Some of these conversations may be hard and emotional, stirring up parts of us that we would prefer to keep hidden and protected. Ephesians 5.13 says, But everything exposed by the light becomes visible, and everything that is illuminated becomes a light. Let us be that light to one another. Let's take a step outside of our comfort zone. Let's trust Jesus to show us how to give grace and hope to others, and also put us in a posture to receive it as we engage in a journey of growth. Let's speak the truth of God's word. Let's always speak love. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Eden Speaks, a place of hope, encouragement, and grace. I'm Amy. And I'm Shannon. And today, you guys, we are talking all about grief, um, which doesn't sound too fun. I don't know for sure, but (laughs) it is a good topic to unpack and along the lines of you know, how we've been focusing on goodness disguise. That's kind of our theme for Eden right now. We were just talking about how it's our theme for the year. And we realized that actually it's been our theme for a minute longer than a year because we find ourselves in the midst of all this. But um, the idea of grief and goodness disguised, we realize that there actually is a lot of goodness disguised in grief. And as we navigate grief and unpack grief, um, we find a lot of goodness there. Um, which is hard to admit, but so yeah. true. Um, this last week, we had a guest speaker come for our Eden gathering. Her name was Liz Sachek, and she um, really spoke powerfully about grief. She um, is navigating a time in her life where her husband, Rick, who is just a young man, they're a young couple. Mm-hmm. I'm not even quite middle-aged, I wouldn't say. Yeah. Um, they still have you know, kind of youngish kids, um, suddenly had a stroke. Um, a pretty massive stroke and how she's just um, navigating that. She really unpacked how she's navigating that and um, the grief behind that, the loss she's experienced and just this fight for him to recover and what that's been feeling like. So she shared that with us um, and it was really powerful. Powerful, It was really good. Yeah. Really powerful. Yeah. Lots of, lots. she had a lot of really great things to say, thought provoking, um, you know, pulled a lot from scripture. Really. She, Sat us all in the book of Job, mm-hmm. which <laughs> is a hard book. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of uh, pain and a lot of suffering in in that book, but God's God's present yeah. in that, and yeah. He's present in our grief. And I think for so many people, grief is a really hard thing to wrap your brain around. Mm-hmm. Um, we we, it's not linear. It's not step A, B, C, D, E, Mm -hmm. and then we're done. Mm -hmm. And I think that'd be a lot easier for people to grasp. Yeah. If they knew that once I'm done with, you know, step one with that denial, and then I go into the anger and then to the bargaining and then to the depression, and then I'm going to get to acceptance and I'm going to be all done. And I'm Mm going to process through whatever it is that I'm grieving, but that's not how it happens. Mm -hmm. It's not linear like that. It is very fluid and we can go, we can bounce Mm. all over the place in that. Mm. And we can think that, you know, we can even feel like we skip steps and maybe we go straight from anger to, okay, well now I'm accepting that this is true. We think we're done, Mm -hmm. but we do need to go through all of those 
pieces of it. And if we find ourselves back in one that we've already gone through once, it's because we haven't quite finished. Mm. And that that really can be frustrating Yeah. when you think about it. Like, oh, I've already been here. Right. I've already been angry about this, or I've already felt the depression about this. I don't want to be here again. But there's fruit that comes from that. There's still healing that mm-hmm. obviously needs to be happening and growth that we can have from allowing ourselves to fully process through that. And, um, you know, we were just talking a few minutes ago, Shan, about the like timeframes yeah. for yeah. grieving. There's there's not a time frame on how long the process should take. Yeah. And there's also not a time frame on when we finally start to grieve something. Mm. And, you know, it's like we could have yeah. something that happened 10, 15, 20 years ago that for whatever reason, we just now have come face to face with it. Mm. And we're like, oh, gosh, mm. I haven't quite grieved this yet. I need to grieve this thing. Mm-hmm. And we, I think for a lot of people, and I, I know I found myself in that that space of telling myself like, oh gosh, you should be over that by now. Like that was 10 years ago. That was 15 years ago. Like, yeah. why are you still like worrying about this? Why are you still hurting from this? Yeah. It's like, hmm. But like you said, there's no statute of limitations. No statute it. of limitations. And so we can't judge ourselves and we can't let those around us judge us either. Yeah. Because I could see, are you still... Are you still, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. non on that, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I think I can, I can hear like a, a parent's voice or a grandparent's voice or even maybe a friend if it feels like you're still kind of stuck on this thing. Yeah. Um, that there is still more process to be going through. Yeah. And I feel like if I think about 2020, which we just made it through and we're yeah, we still <laughs> dealing with a lot of stuff. Yeah. We're still dealing with a lot of stuff from 2020 into 2021. And as we wait, I mean, it's weird. The, the grief process can't even really begin because it's not we don't there's not clarity yet but it's still important to each you know snippet each little loss that we experience we have to acknowledge that well Mm -hmm. there's a little loss here I think about when my daughter graduated in 2020 and we had this weird graduation and we finally had a graduation party which was super small and outside and she's Mm -hmm. going to the UW and I say quotes to go into the UW um, University of Washington, but she is doing it at home. Yeah. And actually it's been good for us. I and mean, that's given time, but there's grief there. She's grieving. I'm grieving, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. And I mean, yeah. it's hard to be like, well, is it even, can we even start grieving that? Cause this whole thing isn't even done yet. That's exactly what I was just thinking. It was making me think I saw this meme on Instagram that was like 2020, 2021 is just 2020 with bangs. <laughs> That's great. That's so true. No, it is because it's like, yeah, we started a new year, but all the same things that were present in 2020, we're still dealing with, we're still dealing with the pandemic. We're still dealing with all the things. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I think that that is another piece of it. It's like, we're not even done with this yet. And I, I think that there are things that have happened that we can start to grieve or maybe we even have started Mm -hmm. to grieve certain losses that we had. I mean, I think of all the, people that talked about like all their vacations being canceled. Yeah. You know, we kind of had to grieve that in the moment, yeah. you know, like nobody really got to go do what they wanted to do last right. summer when usually people are traveling and they're seeing family or, you know, all those types of things and nobody got to do it. And so we had to, you know, we, I think we had to grieve that in, in those spaces. So yes, I think there are things that we have grieved, but there's still so much more that we haven't even been able to step into that yet because it's not even over yet. Yeah. And we're still kind of sitting in the yeah, middle. And then I'm just thinking about like couple that with then just like regular life. Like I think about Liz and her story and what she's mm-hmm. sharing. Like it was a major health, you know, yeah. 
trauma yeah. that happened, you know, um, jobs lost, um, marriages in strife, um, death that had nothing to do with the coronavirus mm -hmm. and just lost that all still happens. It's all still going. So you're like, it's such a compounded mm -hmm. thing. Um, because there's the regular life stuff that just happens no matter what. And then there's that compounded with what we're dealing with, with Corona, you know, yeah. the coronavirus. I'm just, it's so crazy to just think like, um, that God, I mean, God's people, we, yeah. we're under distress yeah. I and mean, there's a lot and you can see it. I think I see it all around me where I'm just like, no more like, you know, like yeah. they're kind of limits of being able to cope with, um, stress and distress and grief and loss and being able to process it are reaching, um, kind yeah. of the top. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm done. I'm tapping out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We've been, we can't, right. We can't yeah. tap out. We have to keep processing and keep trying to bring all that to the Lord because there's so mm -hmm. there's work to be done yeah. with that. And that's exactly like where my brain was like, Oh, this, I think this is the epitome of those examples where the only choice that we have is to take it to the Lord because we have yeah. all exhausted our own like abilities to be able to handle these things on our own. Yeah. And the only way we're going to be able to make it through is to just be like, Lord, I'm giving this all to you. I have to rely solely on you to fill my tank for me yeah. because I just don't have it in me anymore. You know, yeah. it makes me think of like when people are, when we're dealing with somebody that's difficult and we have just tapped ourselves out on grace. Mm -hmm. And the only way that we can continue to love that person, the way that the Lord calls us to is through him. And like, Lord, this is all you. Yep. And I think that's where we, so many of us are mm -hmm. with everything that's going on mm -hmm. right now. And just um, feelings of stress and feelings mm -hmm. of anxiety and mm -hmm. grieving those, those things. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's great that, you know, just to point out that the way that that grief looks, the, the thing that is causing the grief, can look like so many different things. Yes, there are big, big things like death, mm -hmm. but there's also all these other things that we have just not been able to engage in, not been able to do things we've haven't have had to give up over the last year. Yeah. That those things can cause us grief also. Yeah, for sure. And we have to allow space mm -hmm. to accept those things as things that are causing us distress and are causing us hurt and grief and pain mm -hmm. because of what we have had to do or not do mm -hmm. in certain situations. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's like I, I was when we were listening to Liz talk on Friday night and I was reflecting on my own grief and what things have I felt um, that I have been grieving and that I need to continue to grieve. Um, one of the things was loss of connection and just what mm -hmm. that looks like for all of us and how different it looks and um, not necessarily all bad because we have had to be very intentional. And I think that in our overconnected world, social media wise, where we feel like we're quote unquote connected, mm -hmm. but we're not actually connected. Yeah. I've just felt like I've had to put a lot more effort into being intentional about keeping those connections and, um, talking to people on the phone, mm -hmm. you know, it's like, yeah. you don't have always have that opportunity to be with that person face to face. So, you know, there's been a lot more phone conversations or mm -hmm. FaceTime calls mm -hmm. instead of just texting mm -hmm. or things like that, that have, have improved connection in those ways. But I miss Sunday mornings with everybody being here at church with a, a packed room yeah. with all of us not wearing any masks and yeah. singing and praising yeah. the Lord together and just being like, they're not being any, apprehension about, can I get close to that person? Mm -hmm. Can I not? Are they going to freak out if I like get too close or, you know, 
like I grieve the loss of that normalcy in that. Um, And one of the other things that I wrote down was we had a a trip planned Mm -hmm. for this, this summer. Um, We have a lot of fun things, a lot of big milestones happening in our life this year. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm turning 40. My son's turning 16. My husband is retiring from the Navy after 20 years. Mm -hmm. It's our 10 year wedding anniversary. Mm -hmm. And so we had a really big trip planned to go to um, Paris and then to Italy for two weeks. Wow. And this is a bucket list thing for me, y'all like big bucket list. (laughs) And we had to put it off for another year. And I kind of was beating myself up a little bit and kind of like, Oh, really? This is what you're grieving over? Like, hello, first world problems. But it is something that is making me sad because I'm so looking forward to it. And we've put a lot of time into saving for it and, you know, those types of things. And it's like, oh, I have a whole nother year we have to wait. And I I really did start to like almost like shame myself Mm. for being sad over Mm. something like that. But it's like, gosh, that was like a big celebration with with a lot of Mm -hmm. thought put behind it. Mm -hmm. So um, I think just being able to recognize that what causes our grief, the things that maybe are just aching our hearts, God doesn't rank them as, you know, like, oh, well, that's not quite as important. So don't bring that to me. You know, like he wants to hear all of it. Mm -hmm. He wants all of that. And he already knows. But part of that relationship is us bringing it to him. And knowing we can trust him with it. Yeah. And that he's going to care about it as much as he cares about anything else. Yep. So. Yeah. Because you matter to him. Yeah. We all matter to him. And everything that's on our hearts and anything that is weighing us, regardless of what it is, or regardless of how much we try to convince ourselves that it's not that big of a deal. Mm -hmm. He wants to hear about it. Mm -hmm. He does. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like we see that over and over and over and over in scripture. He calls us to that. And I also just want to say, you know, like, can you speak aim to just as a therapist, when you speak to like, what would happen if you if you didn't process? I mean, what happens to us internally when even if it's something like a trip that mm-hmm. you're not grieving, that you're just like, I'm just not going to grieve. I'm That's ridiculous. I feel silly. I have shame about that, blah, blah, blah. Or it's you know, the loss of a job or the loss of a home or the loss of a marriage. I know what happens to us when we don't grieve this stuff. Yeah. Like, I think that we're wired to grieve it. Like we're wired with emotions and um, all manner of feelings. And I think that's what part of it, part of what makes us human beings. But what happens if we don't? I mean, like, (laughs) I guess that's really bad. Yeah. I'm like picturing like a a volcano. Sure. You know, and, and I think that it's maybe people might be able to connect more with it when you think like anxiety, because I think that's very similar in what it does on the inside of us when we are having all these. Yes. And if we're just pushing Mm. it away and pushing it down, kicking it under the rug, Mm. ignoring it, it's still in there. And eventually we can only like the visual that I always use with my clients is, you know, like the, um, the springy snakes that we push down into the can and then you put the lid on. Yeah. Eventually that lid, you pop it off and it all, that snake comes flying out real fast. That's kind of how I picture what we do. We keep pushing it down and pushing it down and pushing it down and something, it could be something that under normal circumstances would not even blip on your radar. But when you have all the stuff that is not being addressed, yeah, boom, just like that. Yeah. It finds it all comes flowing out. So in such an overwhelming fashion, because it's all the things that over time we could have been addressing and we're not. Mm-hmm. And so now it's all coming out in one big right. flow. Yeah. 
And Ooh, so it is, yeah, it. it's, <laughs> it can feel really yucky and feel totally overwhelming. So I think that, you know, grief can be the same thing. I think that there's a lot of physical things that happen yeah, to us, sure. um, whether that be stomach issues or um, headaches. headaches or severe neck and back pain or right. joint pain. I mean, our body will so start true. to, if we are ignoring it for too long, our body's like, alert, alert. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to tell you that there are things going on with mm-hmm. you. And it's not always purely physical. Sometimes it's emotional things that sure. we have just not addressed. Wow, that's so crazy. Yeah, there's such a strong mind-body connection when mm-hmm. it comes to like the emotions and the thoughts and the mm-hmm. feelings. Mm-hmm. So it's super important that, you know, even if it's scary, mm-hmm. even just slowly starting to address one little thing if we can start somewhere right you know this reminds me of she liz had mentioned she said this i am not the hero of my own story god is Mm. and it makes me think of that you know let him be let him be the hero let him be the rescuer and then it makes me think of like this idea of limitations um i mean we there are times when we're weak and when we're grieving and we're sorrowful and we're sad and we're dealing with loss, like that is a limitation. Um, and he ultimately wants to kind of bridge the gap between our mm. limitations and his ability. He says, you know, he talks in second um, Corinthians 12 when he's talking to Paul, he says, in your weakness, I am strong. Like Paul, Paul had limitations and he had stuff going on. We don't know exactly what it was, but, um, and he prayed that the Lord would take it away. And the Lord was like, no, I'm not going to take it away. I am going to be the hero of this story. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be. I'm going to still give you everything that it takes to do everything that you are called to do. But I'm going to do it. You're not mm-hmm. going to, you know, just be free and clear of it. And not to say that he doesn't do that. I don't think he inflicts us with things. But the world is a broken place. Yeah. Um, and so there's sin all around us. And based on that, it started way back in the garden, as we know. And based on all that, there's brokenness all, all over the place. and has nothing to do with the levels of our faith or nothing to do with um, just how good we can be or blah, blah, blah. Sometimes people will say stupid stuff like that, which reminds me of Job's friends. Yes, I was just going to say yeah, that. Like his dumb Job telling like, him, oh, well, Job, you must have sin in your life. You you're must just have awful sinner. faithfulness, blah, blah, blah. And Job's like, no, absolutely. You know, that's yeah. a lie. That's absolutely, you know, not mm-hmm. even true. So, um, but ultimately God's like, Hey, I, I want to be in the midst of that. I want to be, um, I want to be your strength. I want to equip you. Mm-hmm. I want to carry you through this mm-hmm. with you. I want to do this with you. Mm-hmm. So it, so that's another thing that grief has, has a job to do. Um, you know, we were talking about like, you know, it, 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 what it does and how important it is to, to process it and acknowledge mm-hmm. it, but it also draws us back. Mm-hmm. It draws us back to him because we need him. We can't get through it without him. You know, you had said that, like, you know, just I need a little bit more grace to, you know, you were talking about the grace yeah. person and I need a little bit more grace, God, because I've got nothing left. And it makes me think of um, just um, come to me, all you who are burdened and heavy laden, like, and I will give you rest. I will mm-hmm. give you peace. I will give that to you again. He wants to be the hero in our story. Yeah. And so we're, we're wired to go to him. Yeah. Um, that's that's what we're called to. I hope that we we can. I hope that we can even with, you know, where you said, oh, I feel silly about this. I'm sad about it. But I hope we can with all yeah. kind of things, big things, little things, things that we think are like, this is a big thing. And I don't feel bad about going to God at all. Or, yeah. Or I feel silly about this. But I mean, I hope that no matter what, that we go to him because he yeah. wants us to. And he he wants does. us to do that. Absolutely. To get us through. Absolutely. Yeah. 
And that can, yeah, that can, I could definitely see the struggle in, in doing that, Mm -hmm. in, in being able to um, just be accepting of myself Mm -hmm. and thoughts and feelings that I have and not dismissing them as silly or Mm -hmm. anything like that. And, and just being able to say, okay. And even being honest with the Lord and being able to be like, I feel silly about this, but I know that you don't find this silly or you don't find this as something insignificant. Right. Even though I'm trying to make myself think that it's insignificant Mm -hmm. because there's so much more in the world going on. Like, yeah, that is absolutely fact. There's a lot of horrible things going Mm -hmm. on in the world and God wants to hear about those and he wants to address those as well. So yeah, it all matters. Yeah. It's just like, you know, we always talk about how, you know, there's not a hierarchy of sin and one sinful thing being worse than another sinful thing. Yeah. Um, Yeah. We always know that murder is really bad, but lying in God's eyes is just as bad. Mm -hmm. Like sin is sin is sin. Mm -hmm. And I think that that same thing, you know, is true here. Like it doesn't matter how big or small we think that it is, or that this thing is so much worse or anything like that. He still wants to hear it to him. It's all things that are important to his children. Mm -hmm. And if it's important to us, it's important to him. I mean, he wants to have that connection with us Yeah, and just our trust that he will find it. You know, he he's right there with us. Yeah. So for sure. Yeah, for sure. I was also thinking about like another, you know, kind of, um, kind of way that grief, pain and loss has a work to do in us is first of all, we know that God knows every single thing that's going to happen in our lives. And he, um, we have free will. And so with, as we wander around in in the brokenness of this world, he is present with us. Mm -hmm. And when bad things do happen in our lives, he, it says in his word that he is intentional to work all things for the good of those Mm -hmm. who love him. And so I think about this idea of like these little deaths um, that we experience when we are in the midst of grief and loss and pain and how those little deaths actually have, he he's like, I'm going to take this little death that's happening in you and I'm going to use it for good. Mm -hmm. And how like you can take something or he can take something that just seems like the worst thing ever and you would never, never want it. But it, he can utilize that to get you from one place to another place where he has for you to be headed or headed or going. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of reminds me of the idea. I mean, like even Jesus's life, like he he showed us with who he was that death always proceeds um, resurrection. Mm-hmm. And so on the other side of these little deaths, these little losses, these maybe big losses, all these things, like as we we press into him and allow him to do the work and we come before him and we let him be the let him be the hero and i do think it's a heart thing too we are surrendering our hearts even mm-hmm. in our grief um, not just in our sin he can say okay this is a death and i am with you in this and i'm sorry but and i'm sad i think he's sad i think he, i mean it says and again in his word that he just he weeps with us he cries with mm-hmm. us and um but then he's like, but watch, because I'm going to make, there's going to be resurrection on the other side of this. Mm-hmm. And as we trust in him and we rely on him and we have faith in him, there absolutely is um, resurrection on the other side. It makes me think of the verse John 12, 24, very truly, I tell you, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it does die, it, pro- it produces many seeds. So there's always life on the other side. And mm-hmm. I think that's another thing that grief really has 
has a work to do in us yeah. is produce more life. Yeah. And that's so hard to say. And if somebody out there is listening right now and has, is in the depths of profound loss from, you know, from a human being being lost in the, I mean, it's hard to see it that way. Mm-hmm. It really is hard to see it that way, yeah. but he's so intentional and he's so trustworthy and he, he is in the midst of all of that. And he, he, he will get you to the other side um, when we rely on him and we just press into him. Mm. And there is beauty in that, even though I know it's so hard to even, <laughs> to even say, cause I think to somebody in the midst of grief, yeah. like it's rough to look at them and be like, there's life on the other side of this. It's going to be good. Like, I don't know. I'd be just kind of like, Hey, guess what? There's the door. Like, yeah. Shut it right now with you yeah, on the other see side. See yourself yeah. out. Yeah. I don't want to hear it. Like, right? Go for it. No. <laughs> yes. For sure. I don't like it. So anyway, um, one of the things I felt like really stuck out to me um, was how she pointed out, which by the way, you guys, I forgot to say this. If you didn't get to see the message or hear it, you can actually tune in on our Facebook page, Living Words Facebook page, Living Words YouTube channel. And I think it's on our website too, under Eden. You go over to ministry, you scroll down to Eden. And I think it says previous messages somewhere in there. I believe you can tune into her message. But one of the things she said, and that really stuck out to me was this idea of suddenly, um, you know, her husband, Rick had a stroke suddenly. I mean, that's not something you can necessarily, you know, know is kind of coming down the pike. Yeah. Um, all these like medical things like they, boom, they just happen. And that is very suddenly, but it's so funny because we are getting ready to study emotionally healthy spirituality and eat and connect. And the author of that is Pete Scazzaro. And to, uh, like the day, actually the day of the day Liz, um, gave her message. I was tuning into his podcast and I was listening to him talk about this idea of suddenly and how you kind of prepare for that. And he was telling the story of Jeremiah and how essentially Jeremiah was telling everybody like, Hey, how are we going to get out of this trouble? They were in trouble. Um, Israelites were, you know, under threat. Da, da, da. He said, how we're going to do this is we are going to surrender to the Babylonians. And people were like, Oh no, no, thank this you very guy- much we're going to kill this guy. He needs to be killed. I mean, this is Jeremiah, a prophet, a major prophet. Um, and they dump him into the cistern and they're like, bye buddy. And they leave him in there. And thankfully there's no water in there, but he didn't know that there's no water in it, but there was mud. And it says that he sank down into the mud. And Pete Scazzaro was pointing out how like the reason Jeremiah got through that time, because he was in there, we don't know how long, but he was in there for a while until the king was like, actually, I kind of want to hear what Jeremiah has to say. Get him out. But to get him through that suddenly was all the stuff, all the time he spent in secret, in the hidden places with the Lord. Mm. It's prayer time. It's quiet time. It's reading the Bible. It's just spending time and letting him just wash over you in his presence. And when Liz pointed that out, she said, it happened suddenly. It made me think of like, and how we prepare for suddenly is in the totally unknowing time. We're not preparing for anything. We're just pressing into the Lord. We're learning more of him. We're, we're soaking him up and it really serves us well when there's a suddenly. Yeah. Um, and I thought that that was just really cool. So the end of the story goes like this, the, the King says, pull him out. I want to hear what he has to say. It took 30 men to pull him out of this thing. It was that big of a cistern. And Jeremiah goes and he tells the King and end up, they, he, they end up obeying God because God was telling them through Jeremiah what to do. And they, they surrendered to the Babylonians, but it was in those, um, those hidden places those quiet times 
that he was able to prepare for that. And I think the true, the same is true for us. Yeah. You know, we don't know what the suddenly is and that's not why we spend the time with him. Of course, we, we spend the time with him because he gives us peace and joy and comfort and love. And he teaches us so many different things, but all of that does prepare us for the suddenly, which yeah. is invaluable for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I think he's always preparing our heart. Yes. For whatever it is that's coming our direction. Yeah. He, cause he knows the suddenly is coming. That's right. Even if we don't, he does. Yeah. And he is preparing our hearts for whatever it is that is coming. Even if we don't realize that is what's happening. Mm -hmm. So many times we can look back and be like, oh my gosh, the Lord was really preparing me to be able to handle 100%. that. And that's the unknowing, like, oh my gosh, looking back, like, <laughs> yeah, that's so cool. And so powerful. And it's so awesome that he loves us that much. He, you know, navigate, he, he pull, he draws us to himself in those ways to be like, Oh, you're going to need this. Mm -hmm. You're going to need this. And all we have to do is just have tune in and be willing to surrender to him and trust him. Just scary at yeah, times. It can be, but it is so always fruitful. It. Always fruitful. Yeah. yeah. We're going to definitely be digging into this so much more as we start with our next study yeah, with emotionally right. healthy spirituality. There's actually a whole chapter that is dedicated to grief yep. in that book. Um, so we're really excited to, yay, let's talk more about grief. Yeah. It's a good topic. <laughs> yeah. It's a good topic. Um, it can feel a little intimidating sometimes, but I think it's definitely worth the energy that we put into it. Yeah. Um, so for those of you that have not got signed up for Emotionally Healthy Spirituality yet, um, we had our first meeting on Wednesday, the 20th. Um, but if you would like to join us, please sign up on the website and get your book at his place. So please feel free to join us. Even though we've already started, we would love to have you there with us if that's something that you feel like would be fruitful for you. Yeah. Yep. And just get through chapter two and we'll see that following Wednesday, which will be the 27th. Yeah. And we're meeting every Wednesday at 630 at Living Word. Mm -hmm. So, and we, we encourage you to come no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. Even if you missed the first one. Yeah. No problem. Do. Um, we will have another episode of Eden Speaks coming out on the 12th of February also. Yeah. So be tuning into that. Yep. That'll be exciting. And yeah. then we will have on the 19th of February, we'll be doing another Eden Gathering. Yes. And we will be talking all things sex. Yes. I mean, who doesn't want to talk about sex who in church? Who doesn't want to? <laughs> it's so exciting. We like to push the envelope with that and make sure that we are talking about it because it is a God-given gift. Yeah. And we want to be talking about it and kind of keeping ourselves nice and healthy in that area and just Absolutely. keeping the conversation real. Um, that, that gathering is in person also, just yep. as a reminder. Um, it will also stream. So if you can't make it in person, you can watch yeah, it. Definitely um, tune into that because yeah. I think it's a, it's a good conversation for us as women to be having. For sure. For sure. All right, you guys, well, I'm going to pray for us. Heavenly Father, we just lay at your feet our grief, our loss, our pain, and we invite you into it. We also invite you into the fear that we have of pressing into that, of admitting that it's there, of um, showing you that it's there, of showing one another that it's there. Teach us to be better about this, Lord. Um, teach us to be better about understanding that actually grief and pain and loss is part of what makes us human beings, part of what makes us um, your creation, and we're made in your image. Um, and I know that you're grieved because your word tells us that you are grieved at times and have been grieved in the past and that you, that you love us and that you um, enter into pain with us and that you experience loss with us. And so we want to be better at it too. Would you just minister to our hearts um, and teach us more in this way and help us to trust you? Father, help us to trust you with it. 
we love you, we trust you, um, and we just invite you in to all the spaces of our lives. Thank you, Jesus. In your holy and precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you.